Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. We got Tyler on the board side of things. Shell, what's happening this week? What we got lined up today? It's that time of year where we start working seven days a week for a couple months. Twenty-four <laughs> seven. I love it. This is my favorite time of the year. <laughs> Every time is favorite time of the year. <laughs> I have to tell myself that you got to be positive. <laughs> I saw this thing yesterday. If, you know, if you're always waking up, oh Monday suck, work sucks, all that. It's not. It's not the work. It's not the Monday. It's not. It's not where you're at. It's yourself. It's I your inner that. you. So I'm on a positive note, and I'm going to be positive about everything. I believe that 100%. All right. Change your mind, change your life. That's right. You're on board with me, right? <laughs> I know uh, here in just a little bit, we're actually trying something new. We're, we think we've got a set up, figured out, but we're going to be able to bring on a virtual guest. And so who we got lined up today, Shell? The best hair in barbecue. The best hair in barbecue. Matt Pittman from Meat Church. Meat Church. I'm excited to catch up with Matt. I, you know, we've... We've got to go out to Waxahachie before and do a class with him. I met Matt um, just cooking barbecue. I mean, he's you know he's uh, real big in Texas, real mm-hmm. big all over. He's part of Team Traeger. He's got his own thing going on with his meat church rubs, and he's got a store in Waxahachie, his hometown. He does classes, and he's just a cool dude. And I, anytime I can catch up with him, I always you know enjoy seeing what's going on in his world. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk to Matt about some of the recipes he's been doing here lately his upcoming classes, and just check in and see how things are. And if you've never heard of Matt, y'all can go check him out. Everybody's heard of Matt. Everybody's heard of Matt. Yeah, everybody's Everybody knows heard of the church, church, the congregation. <laughs> but, yeah, we got that, and I'm sure we've got some other stuff on the list to talk about. Real right? quick, I wanted to remind everyone about the app. We'd never talk about the app. <laughs> yeah, we do have an app. on the. It's on the, it's on the iTunes store. It's on the Google Play store. You can get it on all your devices, Android or iOS and basically it's just a way to search the uh inter- search all Malcolm's recipes quickly and easily. Every new one we put up goes on the app, so it ba- it's yeah. it's kind of a, f- a shortcut feed basically for the YouTube channel, for the yeah. blog, for uh, you can even get the podcast on there. Can you? There's a link on there. Let me make sure before I put that out to the World Wide <laughs> Web. Can I? I use I, the if app. If I go to my time, app, but I, I use I it, do it to search recipes. To podcast, yeah. If I go to the app. And I hit the menu, and I hit podcast. It takes me to howtobarbecuewrite.com, the okay. last episode podcast. Okay. So the last one we did was roots and bacon wrapped something. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Bacon wrapped Oreos. Okay. That's what we tagged it as, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all went with. <laughs> bacon wrapped Oreos and cooking with Tennessee Mojo. Do we talk about that? <laughs> I'm going to talk about that with Matt because I've seen him do it. But With yeah, so y'all check out yeah. the app. It's a free app too. Yeah. And it's got a link to the shop if you're interested in any of the products that we're uh, talking about in the podcast or on the videos. You can find those there as well. We had the crawfish class last weekend. We did. Um, um, I'd, I'd say it was a success. Heck yeah, it was a huge success. It was a lot of fun. It was a reason for me to uh, eat some crawfish <laughs> because I show people how to properly eat them. I eat my fair share. I like doing these smaller classes. We this fe- was what? There's about 20 total by the time it was said and done. Yeah. We'd originally said we were going to cap it at 30, but we realized quick that 20 was going to be a better number. Yeah, and it worked perfect. 
But I feel like everybody gets comfortable. They got plenty of crawfish, and that's what, you know. You get more it, one-on-one time. Yep. They can answer all the questions, and that was a big thing what it was about. This wasn't just about coming and eating crawfish. Of course, you got to eat all the crawfish you could stand, but if you if you weren't hurting with your left, it was your own fault. But People were taking uh, doggy bags. Yeah, we, we, we uh, boxed up some for them to go, too. But uh, it was more about teaching them our method, how we cook crawfish with the single pot, which most people have at home. Most people's not cooking, you know. Multiple sacks of crawfish. Mm-hmm. If you're cooking two or three at home, you're feeding a lot of people. So that was that was what we wanted to show them how to do with one pot and how to bring the temp down, get all the flavor in there, and not have to put a bunch of seasoning on after they're cooked. So that was that was what we did. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. That was one of the more fun. Yeah. Times I've had at a class. I think more I people were at. impressed with the way we flavored our pot with chicken wings to get that chicken fat going in there and to make it, we made our broth have a really rich flavor by boiling some wings first. Yeah. And then we seasoned those with King Crawl and put them on the grill. I mean, it was like awesome chicken wing. They got really crispy. They were and they good. were only on the grill for like oh, they're done. Minutes. They're done when they come out of the boil. Yeah. You just got, you know, it's like boiled chicken. So you need to dry them off, put them on a raised rack, season them up, and then throw them on some high heat. And we ran the Traeger Timberline up. No, it was Ironwood 885. We filled it up. And – Ran it about 450 degrees, and then Brian Wesson just kind of eyeballed them, flipped them around mm-hmm. where they get crispy on all sides, and then, man, they were they would jump off the bone. They were yeah. so good. Um, you know, my dad used to do that with leg quarters. He, would, he wouldn't use them to flavor a pot of crawfish, but he would flavor a pot of boiling water with crawfish bowl, bowl his chicken, and then grill it all. So he kind of parboiled it, cooked yeah. it, got the fat, rendered the fat away. Rendered the fat. And then made a juicy, tender... Spicy, yeah, leg quarter, huh? Yeah, I might have to try that. I think it'll, that'd be a good recipe. I think it might be. Um, we cooked a tomahawk this week. We did hung a tomahawk for the first time. I've, you know, I've cooked them reverse seared, I've seared them, and then finished them off on the side. I've never hung one in my drum. And I'm telling you what, that might be the best one I've ever cooked because it had that smoke flavor. I was impressed. I thought it was a much more efficient process than I was expecting. You had your doubts. You were like, No, I was like, this is going to be a cool video. Yeah, you said we're going to have fun with it. It was an experiment. Uh, You weren't expecting it to be that good. I didn't expect it to be practical. (laughs) It was easy. I mean, you got to play with some power tools, drill some holes in the bone. But you could have hung multiple. I I could have easily. I mean, I had six hooks. I could have cooked six whole, you know, three pound tomahawks at once. You're feeding some folks with that much beef. Yes, and getting it effectively cooked. Talking about 18 pounds, that's pretty much a whole ribeye, you know, that you yeah. can cook hanging like that on the bone. <laughs> yeah. Just cut them into bone. Yeah. Have a butcher cut them into bones. I, I bought that one. That wasn't a fancy one. It came from Sam's Meat Counter at Sam's Club. Um, they've been yeah. selling. They had, I mean, they call them cowboy ribeyes, which same thing as a tomahawk. I mean, the bone may be a little longer if you see a tomahawk on a menu at a restaurant, but. For hanging it, you wouldn't want the bone too long. It needed to be about the length of the one I did because you don't want it to touch the coals. Yeah, and yeah. It was down there. I mean, it was, it was a perfect yeah. spot. And I rotated it around throughout the cook, so it cooked even on all sides. It didn't overcook. It took right out an hour. Then I basted it with some melted butter that I'd infused up with some herbs and garlic and then put it back on just to get some flameage going, and it kind of gave it a little char on the outside. It was It was delicious. The meat around the bone was the best. Mm, I gnawed on that bone, too. <laughs> but the spinalis got a little more overcooked, but yeah. I didn't mind that at all because it had a lot of flavor. You know? Yeah, no, I did, too. And, that and was and it, it, that made sense because it was closest to the fire. 
But the spinalis is so fatty in that end that it can take a little more heat anyway. So it got a good flavor. And the the the, the, the overall doneness, I would say, was medium rare across Definitely. you know the, the the majority of that steak. So. It was really good. You think uh, Matt's ever cooked a tomahawk? Uh, we're fixing to ask him because we're fixing to get him on. So without further ado, we're fixing to bring on Matt Pittman and, and see what he's up to. So, Shell, we've got our first <laughs> video guest here with us, we think, uh, Mr. Matt Pittman from Meat Church. Matt, we appreciate you dropping in with us today and, yeah, and, te- and testing out time. our first time with a virtual <laughs> guest. <laughs> Well, I'm super honored to be your first virtual guest. Now, I'm excited. I haven't talked to y'all in a while. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited to be here. The pandemic has kind of had, a, you know, things keeping us away from our friends and barbecue, man. I hate that. But I'm glad to see that things are finally getting back to some kind of normal. And, you know, hopefully we can get out to Texas and hang out sometime soon. For sure. I mean, we're lucky, right? Like us and you guys, we live in states that have that have, you know, I guess you could say somewhat open. Um, it's still not, you know, very normal. We went to Florida on spring break, and that was that felt extremely normal. That was almost bizarre. <laughs> I wasn't too mad about yeah. that. Nothing, yeah, there's no pandemic in Florida, right? <laughs> they didn't no, get the memo. I had a buddy down there of one beach over, and he texted me, and he verbatim he said, "I'm not a big mask guy, bro, but these people down here don't give a f." <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, we just wanted to catch up with you, see what's going on in your world, man. I know uh, I see some smoke in the background there. You got something on the pits this morning? Yeah, um, I got two things going on. Um, this morning, um, I'm, I'm uh, doing a cooking video for Prairie Fresh. So I've got two beautiful butts back here on. This is our mill scale 94-gallon uh, offset. I worked with mill scale for a long time, and they've kind of moved into making a backyard model. And you got to check this out when you come. Like, they're – you know, I say that you, um, um, you know, good pits aren't cheap and you kind of get what you pay for in the offset world. Yep. And the fabrication on this thing is, it's unbelievable. A lot of people think it's a Franklin pit because they look similar, but um, the brothers at own mill scale used to actually weld for Aaron for five years, years ago. So these things are, this is like the most amazing backyard offset um, that I've ever used. So we're, we're rolling some heavy, see, y'all probably can't see that, but you got some, whew. Got some pretty butts going on there. And then I got 10 briskets um, on another pit. We're doing a burger collaboration for a, a local burger place is doing a holy cow burger. So I'm uh, I'm smoking some brisket for them over there. So you're it's getting a day uh, in the life, right? Life. <laughs> day in yeah. the life of barbecue. Yeah. Man. No, I know you had the, uh, it was the El Rey when I was there, right? You had a built-in one that we cooked, we did some cooking on for the class. Yeah, I still have that. Um, that's where other stuff is going over there. So, you know, that El Rey's buddy of mine, Robbie Pettigrew, he doesn't build them anymore. And, I mean, to be frank with you, I wasn't looking for a new backyard pit. I love that offset. But um, Millscale is building me a, a trailer pit, and they approached me with, well, you, the trailer pit's coming, and I've got an open open fire table set up from them that has all sorts of, you know, plancha and grills and asado dome. And we've cooked, go, cooked like cabrito on it. And um, so I've, t- you know, now two of their cookers. And so they asked me if I would make some videos for them. So I'm, I'm just making some like really straightforward Texas barbecue type videos for those guys. So they brought me one out, which I thought was awesome. And I'm not plugging this cause we don't have these yet, but we're going to start selling them in our shop and we'll be the only retailer that has them outside of um, those guys down in Lockhart, Texas, or internationally, you can get them out of Sweden. Um, 
So yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. It's beautiful. So And it's mill scale? I've never heard of mill them. M I L L two words in scale, S C A L E. So I tell people the two big kind of iconic offset pit makers out of Texas, there's lots, but I think Millscale and Moberg are the two that people talk about the most. Um, but you just have to see this thing to appreciate all the details that are in it. My dad's a welder and I say anybody can take a propane tank and put a firebox on it. But the cool thing about Matt that runs this company, um, they're super integrated into the culinary world. And so um, they didn't ask me to say this, but I'll just say it. You know, they had like Braun who cooked Aaron's briskets for years doing all the testing as they would go through and take that sort of feedback. So um, these these things are, it's unreal. So yeah, they're out of Lockhart. They, uh, they were in Austin, but they moved their shop down to Lockhart, Texas. So the original barbecue capital of the world. So it's a, it's a cool story. Yeah, Shell pulled up the website and I saw that first one on there. It looks like a beast, but it's got that uh, rat rod look to it. It's been out in the mm-hmm. weather. It's got the patina That's on it. That's, yeah. Exactly. Looks like that pit's got some stories. Yeah, so one guy mentioned to me, like, I'd be afraid to take that in the weather. I'm like, no, I want it to turn. That's, Heck you know, yeah, yeah, that's what you want, man. That's authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I might push it out in the rain tonight. <laughs> there you go. So the first thing I had on my list was let's talk about Texas brisket, man. That's what you're known for. And since you've got some on the pit, would you mind giving us just a rundown of, of, of what Texas brisket is to you and just a quick way yeah. of, you know, how you go about your style? Sure. So, you know, for people that don't know, I was actually born in Tennessee and uh, my family's from Alabama and Georgia. So I was, you know, raised on um, probably similar to you guys, a lot of pulled pork, a lot of ribs. I didn't know anything about beef barbecue. And I moved to Texas when I was 13. So, you know, my barbecue roots from a kid were just like anybody, whatever you ate in the backyard. Um, So when I got to Texas, and it wasn't when I was 13, but it was years later that I had a I had a bite of a beef rib at Black's and Lockhart and, you know, Texas barbecue is made simply with salt and pepper, supposedly, um, and smoked <laughs> with posto. So it's very different and there's generally no sauce on it. Meat kind of speaks for itself. But, you know, when I took that bite of a beef rib and it had the you know, rendered fat in it, I was like, whoa, like it, I've said this a million times, it snapped my head back yep. and it just wasn't like anything I'd ever had. And from that moment forward, I started smoking stuff just because I was so enamored with it. But, you know, when I started in barbecue, I competed, but not even, not like you guys competed. I mean, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be Chris Lilly or, you know, I'm not trying to, I mean, it'd be cool to win Memphis and May, but that was not my goal. You know, I just honestly was cooking with my brother and our family would come out and it was about, it was a new hobby. And um, I mean, I'll never forget that my son, who's now eight, his first time eating watermelon was at a, barbecue contest and I have a canvas on our wall of him eating the watermelon upside down. He's eating the rind. <laughs> pretty much describes his life today. But so that's what it was about for us. It wasn't, you know, trying to be anything big. As my Australian shepherd walks off with a post oak split in her mouth. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned that I started I grew up on pork and then was competing. So there's a way that you cook brisket if you compete, as you know. And most, of, a lot of the well-known people in the country that cook brisket come from a comp background. And so they will season it in different manners and they generally cook it meat side up. And that's what I did for years and that's what I taught for years. But at some point, I just felt the desire to be very traditional Texas. And, um, you know, Texas barbecue, again, is extremely simple. It's meat seasoned with salt and pepper, smoked with post oak, 
uh, with no gimmicks or electronics and that's it. And so I changed my brisket method years ago to move to more of what I consider traditional method where, you know, when you, you know, I've posted, posted a brisket pic today and I think I posted one yesterday, fat up briskets. And I just get a ton of feedback from people saying, well, wait, I, you know, saw so-and-so do it and it's meet up. And I'm like, that's fine. There's, you know, there's a million ways to skin a cat. And I, you've taught with me. I tell people my way is not necessarily the right way or the only way, you know, it's, there's Malcolm different ways. It a different different way every time. It's just what I like to do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still a huge believer in when you, when you take a bite of brisket and you get that fat that's rendered perfectly on top with, you know, the seasoning on there and the, and the right flavor smoke, it's just tough to beat. So, you know, that's pretty much the method I go about. And as you guys know, I have a fantastic partnership with Traeger and I cook a lot on Traeger. So, you know, there's a fair amount of people out there that think that guy, he's, you know, he's cheating. He's just using a pellet grill, but um, I kind of take it as a challenge. You know, so the brisket I posted the past couple of days on Instagram was a pellet grill brisket and I'd put it up against any brisket in the world. Um, so it's just kind of my own method that I've created, you know, nice, super low and slow method fat up that I usually season with our holy cow, which is salt, pepper, and a little garlic, um, you know, and wrapped in butcher paper. And truth be told, I mean, I, you know, this burger collaboration I'm doing today, that's exactly how I smoke theirs. So, you know, their 10 briskets are sitting wrapped in the butcher paper right now. And I thought this might be easier if I do like a meat up, get a nice smoke ring, look good presentation on the burger. I was like, nope, I'm just going to stick to my roots and go old school. So that's what I did. But you know, I mix it up time to time. Uh, we teach a school this weekend, and normally when I teach brisket, I'll usually share, I'll usually cook a couple for a class, and I'll cook them different ways. One could be fat up, one could be meat up, one could be wrapped in foil, one could be wrapped in paper, one could be prime, one could be wagyu. I just like to mess around and be different. But anyway, it's definitely what we cook the most and what I guess what people pay to come see when they, they come to meat church, you buy, you buy a smoker in Texas. First thing you do is go smoke a brisket. So it's pretty big deal here. That, that's it. And when I, you know, when I think of Texas barbecue, Matt, I think of brisket. I mean, that's where I've had the best ever. Yep. Um, you know, there's only one other place that I, I would think compared to Texas brisket. And that was out in Phoenix at little miss barbecue, but he's cooking a Texas brisket. And you know, that that's, that's just, the epitome of Texas barbecues that perfectly cooked, fat rendered, melts in your mouth, you know, post oak smoke, not overly done, not injected all, you know, it's yeah. just, that, that's brisk, that's nirvana. I mean, it's, it's really. The beef rib now. Oh, yeah. Now, the that's, beef rib. It's, that's it's, a good it's, bait. Like, what's better? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I okay. was going to ask you, so in Texas, where is the best barbecue joint? If you had to pick one that you were going to take somebody to. Where do you to, go? Yeah. Y'all are, we're 10 minutes in. Y'all are putting me on the spot. I know. <laughs> I know. And nothing, nothing against any other place. I know there's a I ton know. of good ones. I've done a crawl in Texas several times and, and tried them yeah. all. But, you know, I, you know, you have your favorite, I know. Um, I'm not trying to be political and politically correct and, like, not answer the question, but I'll probably give you a couple answers. And there you go. I'll tell you one if I pick one. But, you know, there's – First off, I'll say that, you know, I do think that Texas barbecue is the best, although I appreciate all the regions of barbecue around the country, right? I'll start off by saying that. I, I often say <laughs> if we flew to Kansas City and had burn-ins, you know, I love it, appreciate it. If we went to the Carolinas, we don't use sauce here, but I love vinegar sauce. I love mustard sauce. Um, do we regularly dunk our chickens in a white sauce? No, but if you go to Big Bob Gibson's and eat that, it's like, dude, this goes back 100 years. Um, Tennessee dry ribs, you know, not how I would cook ribs, but I appreciate why – Peg leg cooks his ribs the way he does. 
But with all that said, I truly think Texas barbecue is the best. Uh, at least it is in my opinion. And now, man, it's, you know, you got to be brave to open a barbecue joint in Texas. Barbecue is a religion here. And it's one of the reasons I've never opened a restaurant. If you open a barbecue restaurant here, it better be dead on with every bite. It's it's actually crazy. And especially through the pandemic, people are ruthless on <laughs> social media. So every bite better be good. Okay. All that said, you know, there's quite a few that I like. If you made me pick, I would say Valentina's Tex-Mex just south of Austin. Um, Miguel is the pit master, um, Hispanic, you know, guy, but so he melds, um, Tex-Mex style with barbecue. If you just have, it's just pure barbecue, it's lights out, but you know, you go in, he has the best breakfast going. He's got this taco called the real deal. Holy field. You're getting eggs, huge slice of brisket in it. I mean, it's like, it's heaven. Um, for father's day my wife was like, what do you want to do? And even though barbecue guys, I mean, you probably don't eat barbecue on Tuesday night unless you're, you know, making a video. But I would, I was like, let's go on a trip. You know, it's it's a thing to road trip for barbecue in Texas. And so, going to Miguel's place, it's it would change your life. Um, they're the best people. Uh, Miguel's come here and talked with me. But with that said, there's so much good stuff in Texas in every city. Like Fort Worth is on fire right now. Like Panther City Barbecue is just crushing it at the moment. Um, Clearly, there's a ton of good stuff in Austin. You know, I said earlier, Lockhart was considered the barbecue capital of the world for a long time, but now it's really regarded as Austin. You know, you've got Franklin's there, which um, something about sitting in a line for five hours to get food. I mean, people think that's crazy, but you'll stand in line, you'll drink free beer, and you'll leave with some of the best friends you ever had. And, you know, the barbecue is going to be like nothing you've ever had. Um, there's a famous list for those folks that don't know. There's a magazine in Texas called Texas Monthly, very beautiful magazine. And every four years they put out a list called the Texas Monthly Top 50. The first 10 barbecue joints are ranked one to 10 and then 11 through 50 aren't ranked. They're just, they're just there. If I blindfolded you and took you to any barbecue joint, I would venture to say any barbecue joint on the list, I would venture to say you'd, you'd say it's the best or some of the best you've ever had. They're all amazing. And there's, you know, some that didn't make it that it feels like it's a crime they didn't make it. Um, but, you know, so many good ones on there. Snows is number one right now in Lexington. Um, for the folks that have Netflix, go watch the Chef's Table episode on barbecue. And the very first one chronicles Miss Tootsie, an over 80-year-old female pit master. Um, but Clay that works there also is an amazing pit master as well. And th- I mean, there's something about you got to be at this place at 8 in the morning on a Saturday to eat one day a week. And if you're there at 9, you're late. Um so it's, you know, like I said, it's a thing to road trip here uh, to go try different places. So I'm super stoked for things to be opening up so that we can do that again because people haven't been doing it, you know, nearly as much and, and stuff like that. So anyway, next time you come down, we should we should make that part of the trip. Oh, we're going to. Yeah. We're going to. Uh, actually, um, one of the young guys that works for us, uh, him and his dad took a little road trip over to Texas for spring break and went to some of those spots. And they were blown away. They did go to Snows and they – they went to Lockhart and hit all the big ones. And I'm just going to say my one of my best bites of barbecue in Texas was those beef cheek tacos that you do for the class. <laughs> when we showed up, you turned me onto something that I had never had. And it, it and kind you, of – You I made a recipe out of it. That's I did. The world, too. Like when you did a video on it, I've heard lots of people be like, I watch Malcolm's videos, so yeah. that was good. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I didn't do it. I mean, they were good, but I don't know if they were near as good as yours. But – um, that's something that, you know, you kind of talked about the way Valentina has, has those, the Mexican roots and then does different yeah. stuff. 
with the barbecue. That was the what that was what jumped out at me about those beef cheek tacos. I mean, it's kind of a fusion yeah. between that. that yeah, my, um, you know, the traditional way to make that would be to to put an entire cow's head in the ground, yeah. smoke it. <laughs> That's only done at one place now. You know, health department doesn't love you sticking whole animal parts <laughs> in the ground. Um, but you know, us white boys just go get beef cheeks and do it. But that's just something that living in Texas, my wife introduced me to years ago and I didn't care for it at first. And it took me a while to realize because I was getting some, it just wasn't really made right. I had a ton of fat in it. So I thought, let me like really trim this fat off and let me do what I normally do, which is smoke it first. And it's been a big hit. So we'll serve it this weekend at our events. Um, I like it. It's my wife is very critical of my food, which is good for me. And uh, that's that's her favorite thing. So she's down with me making that every weekend if I could. Well, hey, that's a great segue. Let's talk about your classes. This is the first one that, that you've been able to do in some time. So yeah. kind of uh, tell everybody, you know, what, what coming to the meat church is like. And I was really impressed uh, when, when we got to come out there and do something with you. So I'm sure people would love to hear what you got going on. And what's on the menu for this weekend? Okay. Yeah. Well, let me say first that um, we'll, we'll be the only thing cooler than this weekend will be when when you guys agree to come back and we and we get to do that again because that was that was a blast and I still tell people how you know we had forty students on each day so eighty total and we had people from eighteen different states and three different countries which I think was insane. Yeah. Um, come to hear us talk about barbecue, but yeah, I'm I'm super jacked. So we haven't taught since February of last year, and. Uh, I am I am thankful that we got to slow down because it was good for me. I was running too hard and running my family ragged. But, you know, teaching is my creative outlet. And the class in our backyard is kind of what we say is the ultimate. And we, we like to teach. That's kind of my thing. But the, the class at my house is the ultimate. You're, you're in my house, in my backyard, eating my food. <clears throat> um, funny, now people are asking me, are you going to stream it? Is it going to be virtual? And I've not held back anything. I'm like, I'm over virtual. Like, no, this is yeah. the real deal. Like, yeah. part of it is you come here at my house and see where I work and eat my food. So something's lost streaming it. And my goal isn't to maximize every nickel. So um, so crazy. <clears throat> we listed this ticket. I think we've been kind of giving it away price-wise for a long time. And my team's been encouraging me to increase. So we did. And I was a little nervous about that because, you know, I want to be fair and I want people to leave. I told you when you're here, my number one goal is for people to say that was badass when they walk out the door. Yeah, it was worth it. Um, yeah. And so we've worked really hard to the last few we did were really the best we'd ever done last year. We did four at the beginning of the year before the pandemic. And we I think we elevated the experience. Um, we paired every meet with something. So I'll cut to the chase. So this weekend. People will come in the door and they'll get what we talked about. They'll get the barbecue at breakfast and we'll tell you how we made it. And then they're getting four big meats, um, brisket and beef ribs, which is probably what you pay for. Um, and then we're doing pork ribs and pork belly just because that's been so popular. But we're pairing each one of those with something. And that that's what we've been doing for a while. So if you count those side items, which we're telling you how we made that, uh, that's nine food items. And then we hit you with a smoked dessert at the end. And the last time we did this, probably almost half the people passed on the dessert just because they were so full because we had gorged people. Um, it's 9 a.m. to 3, and we listed the tickets on a Tuesday at 10 a.m., you know, with like four days advance notice, and every single ticket was in a cart at 10, and then they were all paid and checked out with two and a half minutes. 
uh, which wow. was crazy. I mean, that's, I think people are itching for something. They're jonesing. Uh, They're jonesing, man. People, people <laughs> yeah. are ready to get back out there and to learn and to, and try some good cue. Yeah, that was you know that was one thing that impressed me with yours too is that you really do you know pour your heart and soul into into those meats and sides that we that you did in the class and the food was incredible. You just can't get that anywhere. You know, most of the time you go to a class yeah. and they have some stuff, but. You're just getting a small sample of something. If you walk away yeah. hungry from one of your classes, something's wrong yeah. with you. Something's wrong, yeah. I actually don't want people to eat the dessert because I want to see if I can crush them before they get there. They <laughs> yeah. just take it to, you know, to go back. But we ended up, Tracy and I ended up talking over the next week. And, you know, should we add another one? Because I've told her and my family, like, I'm not going to run us as hard as we did a couple years ago. It, you know, you guys know, so you get so many opportunities to do stuff. And we just were going every weekend missing kids sports game stuff. I said, I'm going to slow way down. So this is, I'm not just saying this, this is going to be like really exclusive. Now I'm rarely going to do these at home. So we talked about it. I said, well, let's do another one. I felt the, I felt the obligation to try to get more people in. So last week we listed one on Saturday, the day before, and it did the same thing. It sold out immediately. So we've got 80 rabid fans, um, which I'm pumped. There's people coming. They're all from the U S uh, but you know, we've got California to Florida to Illinois and, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm super excited for people to walk in and build normal. And I'll tell you all one big thing. I was really nervous about the whole COVID aspect. So, you know, I've had both of my shots and I'm not requiring that of people, but I just said, like, you're going to be sitting next to people. So, you know, your coming is at your own risk and your own risk acceptance, which I just want people to make their own decision. But what's yeah. telling to me, there has not been one single negative comment there's actually been no no comments about COVID at all. So I think that just proves a point. People are ready to make their choice and, and attend if they want. So we're, we're pumped. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, you know, people are just we've been they're tired it of it. For a year. Yeah, we've been dealing with it. And, yeah, you know, know, I hope we're on the down, you know, the, the backside of this whole pandemic. And it's, you know, teaching, you know, it's taught people, if it's anything, it's taught me how important it is to, to wash your hands, <laughs> you know, just to take general care. I'm not a full-blown mask. I can't stand wearing them. It's like I can't yeah. breathe in the thing. I do when I'm in places to where there's no option not to, you know, really social yeah. distance. But, but I mean, it's just part of something we have to deal with, and you have to make that choice for yourself. Um, yeah. Are Are you still Are you still going to end the class with a trip over to the store? Yeah, we so we added an hour to the class to make sure I wasn't rushed. I thought if we're going to increase this, I really want to make sure that it's like a really great experience. So when it was Sunday only, you know, the store's closed. Um, so we added an hour and we built an amazing swag bag. Thanks to all the partners we work with. Like people don't even know this yet, but they're going to get like crazy amount of cool stuff. And then I told them they're getting that. And we've designed a shirt just for barbecue school attendees. So you can't buy it. So they're going to get that in their bag at the store. Um, everyone always goes. And I think that's a cool part of it. And it's so close, you know, it's five minute drive from here. So it was sold as like a private experience because it'll be closed. Now the Saturday class, you know, there'll be, there'll be people there, but I think that's, I think it's cool for people to see that because we have so many people that come in our shop and they say, no, where do you shoot the videos? And they look around and um, it'd be cool to kind of get the full experience of the house and the shop. Yeah. We, you know, after we came over and spent some time with you, that, that kind of sparked our, you know, desire to have our own little retail side and we're dabbling in that now. We're, we're learning as we go, you know, you know, uh, brick and mortar retail is different from the online side, and that's we were always, you know, doing doing online sales. But yeah. when you when you add that, you know, hours of operation, <laughs> you got to be open. Yeah. You know, at least nine to five. There is what it's doing for us yeah. six days a week. That's an undertaking, man. You've got to bring it in. 
we thought at the beginning we'd be like, we'll be open when we want to be open. So yep. we're due Thursday, the Friday, same Saturday. <laughs> but then your customers kind of dictate you better be open more. And um, it is an undertaking. But it's fun. If you have the time to be in the shop and talk to people, that's like the most rewarding thing. I, it's tough for me, though. I'm sure you know, you go in there and you, you know, people want to talk to you and ask questions. And, and that's why we do this. Uh, but man, I can spend all day in there just talking to people, telling people how to cook. Yeah, and I think people love that too. That's what draws them to you. I mean, yeah. you've you've got the setup. I mean, there's a there's still a barbecue joint right beside you, so it had your whole place yeah. smelling just incredible. And the architecture down right there in Waxahachie is so cool. And it's just a that's a really cool spot you got. So is y'all's going good? So far, so good. You know, we're we're getting right into you know kicking off barbecue season, and so things are picking up. Um, you know, we brought in some crawfish cooking stuff and I wanted to, and I wanted to talk yeah, to you okay. quick about crawfish, but that's really been good for us this, you know, late winter, early spring. Um, everybody's into crawfish here. And I, I was going to ask you how many pounds of crawfish have you cooked this year? Cause I've been watching and it <laughs> looks like you've been cooking a bunch. A lot. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I was like, man, what I do super seasonal, you know, but it's all what I do professionally me church is just an extension of our personal life. And that's how we ended up here. So, you know, I'm not, I don't normally do many things just because it's like, oh, I need to do this for meat church. It's just like really what we've got going on. And we love crawfish. Um, I uh, I went to a crawfish boil out of high school with good friends of mine. And, and I didn't know what the heck crawfish boil was. And there's these four Cajun guys that cook this party every year. And I went three or four years in a row, was instantly hooked. I mean, that was part, crawfish was part of the reason I became an outdoor cook. And those guys ended up teaching me and cooking my own personal party, which we ran for 15 years. And then the only reason we stopped the party was when we moved to this house, we didn't have the backyard to host. My last crawfish boil, the 15th year, was 300 people in my backyard in my previous house. So I had to kind of slow it down a little bit. But um, my whole family loves it. So we'll, uh, I mean, well, Tracy doesn't love it, but I cook shrimp for her when I do it. But my <laughs> All my friends and family love it, so I get invited to cook a lot of friends stuff. And I mean, we do it every. We haven't done it every weekend, but we've we've done it a lot. Um, I, I love it. I mean, you know, all, the whole reason we call this brand Meat Church, so I say it's about bringing people together over great food and make great memories. I mean, nothing says that like a crawfish boil, where you've got twenty people around a table eating what you dump. That is the best. We oh. we shot a crawfish video last year, and we shot it right, but we shot it end of February, I think. So it was before the pandemic and we released it when the pandemic got rolling. A lot of people commented about how we weren't distancing or whatever. And um, <clears throat> I just, I'll never forget that, but we did it again at our lake house a couple of weeks ago and had 18, 20 people around the table. And I was like, man, this is, we're getting back to normal now. Yeah. yeah. We, we did. So we did our first, I guess, first class here last weekend and it was a crawfish class. So and people loved it. We had, you know, we had a great turnout and, that's something, you know, we may have to bring that back to Texas and, and do, oh, yeah. do a meat church out of barbecue, right? Collaboration on crawfish to kick off, <laughs> kick off the season next idea. year. Heck yeah. <laughs> How hard is fun. it to find crawfish in Texas? Oh my God. So easy. Um, usually what you do, well, if you, you know, it's going up, like everybody's figured it out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, everybody does it now, it seems like, but you can, there's all kinds of like small businesses, people that are just runners that go to the whether they're going to get Gulf seafood or they're going to Louisiana. So what I do is I just know people that drive, you know, refrigerated trucks or vans or whatever to Louisiana. So it's extremely easy to find it here. That's the same way we get it. Yeah. yeah. Our price, I mean, we have vendors set up now. Just about every little town has one. And our prices, I mean, after Easter, they steadily drop. I think I saw this week they were like two forty five a pound, which 
for yeah. us is, is getting down there. I mean, I don't, you know, you yeah. like to be close to two bucks, but the days of $2 over, crawfish. Yeah. It, they were, they were high at the beginning of the season. We were paying, you know, close to, I think it was close to five bucks for live, which is crazy, but it's that's just crazy. the way it goes. Yeah. I, you mentioned that you're doing a shirt for your class. You've been, you, y'all just launched a bunch of cool apparel. Man. It was the spring collection. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. Like, yeah. Who's the, are you? So who's the, who's the design genius behind behind the Meat Church brand that's that's coming up with all these apparel ideas? Is it all you, or is Tracy helping well, you with that, or you got a team? It's it's an interesting story. When I was in college, uh, I was in a fraternity, and I got you know told told to make the party shirt one time, and we made a funny we made a Where's Waldo shirt with a bunch of Waldo's peeing in a urinal, and it just and from that moment forward, I was like. I know that's the most bizarre thing you've ever heard. But <laughs> from that moment forward, I was like, I'm going to make T-shirts. And I thought, I've always been an entrepreneur. And I thought, I have a funny T-shirt website one day. That's what I thought I would do. And I started making all the, uh, I made all the fraternity and sorority shirts and for parties and athletics and everything. Pretty good side hustle. But I'm not a good graphic designer. I was the idea guy. So I hired an illustrator. Well, I would like freelance with an illustrator and then, free, and then hire a printer. And then I would go get the shirt. So it was kind of in my blood. So when Meat Church started, I was stoked. When we went on Pitmasters, we wore a shirt and hat on the show. And then we had another one, another shirt and hat that didn't make the cut. So once we launched our website, those were the first four merch items on there. So it's always been a focus for me just because it's been something I've done since college. And it's grown over time. Um, but that's that's a big part of my passion. So I'll see things that influence me and I'll normally just go do it. I'll, I'll say like, oh, that's cool. Well, I could take that. I don't, I don't mean copying people, but just something that gives you an idea. Yeah, and so what I'll do is I'll just normally go make it right then. And then bam, we have a new hat tomorrow. And we have done that forever. I mean, two summers ago we had, we were selling 20 something hats, which is way too many, you know, and people are, I used to say, I'm, I'm going to be like Apple, not too many SKUs. I'm not, I'm not trying to have a seasoning for everybody. Um, so, but on the merch side, it's it's a big creative thing for me. Um, so this was a pandemic thing that turned, these collections came from the pandemic. We were in the summer. I had two or three ideas at once. And I just had this thought, well, what if I slowed down these designs and launched them all at once? So we did that last summer. So we had a summer collection and a fall collection. And then we went big on it in the spring. So I have a lot of the ideas, but now, you know, our team has grown just like you guys. And so I've, I'm talking to people in my group that this isn't in their job description, but I value their opinion. So I'm like, hey, what do you guys think? And bringing people in. But one of my best friends in the world has a really big shirt operation and he's a great designer. So he and I talk ideas and y'all don't see a lot of them. Um, in fact, last night he brought me a pair of shorts that we've come up with that are basically, they basically look like cutoff sweatpants, which I think is amazing, but I don't know that <laughs> I wore them all night. My wife is like, what the hell are those? I'm like grilling and chilling. I'm equal parts grilling and right now I'm killing. So I don't know that they're going to sell, but they're comfortable as shit. I'll just that's, say that's the barbecue nightman line. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, what, you put that's what you put on for the long cooks overnight. Yes, yes. I'm going to get that endorsement from you when there, we launch. There it. you go. When you, you got to get all the necessary, just comfortable yes. everywhere, and, and kick back in your chair yeah. in front of the pit. That's it. Yep. So <laughs> I love I, it. At this, so up until last year, I would say it was all me. And we don't have a guy that like comes up with all of them or a team, but it's, it's kind of a collective thing, but I'm definitely the one pushing it. I mean, like this time I said, I want six shirts and or I'm making that up, you know, six shirts and five hats. And so we kind of had placeholders 
And sometimes we just change the colors of other of previous shirts for different reasons for seasonal stuff and whatnot. And, but my buddy Travis at Liquid Graphics, um, we just dropped a YouTube video last week or the week before. We did a little behind the scenes at his shop. And uh, he actually is a friend of mine who lives here in Waxhatchee. So he's a good designer. So I can just say, hey, we should do this thing. And the funny story, we released a shirt, a bologna chub shirt. And Travis designed that. that two years ago. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And <laughs> This time we were like at five of our six placeholders. I go, let's run the chub. And it was the number one shirt. He's like, I told you. I love it. I love that's it. That's how that. Who doesn't, love, who doesn't love barbecue bologna? I mean, that's the best. Yeah. Well, I, need, we, I need you to give me know, one of those. Fat man size. We couldn't get that particular t shirt in four or five X. Yeah. We only sold oh. it in three X. We got an email from a guy that said, well, he goes, the chubby guy can't get the chub. So yeah. <laughs> we found a similar color in four and five X and we dropped it out there, there this go. week. So now five oh, X. So, so I could go to meatchurch.com and, and I could pick me up a big man's chub shirt. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you could probably text me. And yeah. Yes, people can go to meatchurch.com no. and get that chub shirt. Well, I mean, I love what you're doing with the products and everything. I know you got the Ocho going. That's the eight rubs that, that you're famous <laughs> for. But I wanted to, before we get off, I wanted to kind of talk about that chicken fried steaks <laughs> breading you got going on in the chili uh, seasoning. Yeah, yeah. We've only got a few minutes, but man, those those uh, chicken fried steaks, man, that's killer. Well, so if I didn't do barbecue, um, I say I would do comfort food, but that's my roots are growing up in the South. You know, my granny and my mamaw, you know, we, after church, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, you know, typical Southern meal where my roots of cooking are the massive table that had somehow 20 things on it prepared in one hour, which I still can't figure out how they did that. So that's just kind of where I came from. And I always tell people, I'm not trying to be anybody else. I'm just doing my own thing. And that's my own thing. I didn't think it would sell very well. And I've never really pushed it. But I was like, well, we use it. We should put it out there. So it just kind of lingered for a while. But the minute we did um, our Nashville hot chicken sandwiches, it kind of exploded. And then those are like, that's the best thing we make. Or I don't know, that or chicken fried steak. Way better than my barbecue. <laughs> have, have you have so you done the smoking fried barbecue. wings with the breading yet? No, but that I need to do that. You need that's to do that, call. man. You need, to, you, need yeah. to, you need to try it out on a chicken wing, see how it turns out. I know well, it'll be good. We're due to do another video, so. Uh, there you go. Maybe we'll do that. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, uh, before we get off here, are you going to be at Memphis of May? Am I going to get to see you there? Or what's your. I hope so. So this is embarrassing that I don't know yet, only because. Personally, I thought there's no way it could happen. Just with Tennessee not even being where we are, I thought that's such a public event. I was just, I just thought it would cancel. Um, and so Chad and I haven't talked about it. I know if Traeger does it, it's a smaller footprint, but I've got it blocked off on the calendar. But I honestly just didn't think it would happen. And so I thought, well, we'll wait and see. So, you know, if it pulls through, we'll definitely hang out. But I think if I go, I'll be lucky and won't have a large responsibility this time. I think it'd be kind of a chill thing for me. Uh, but I I don't know yet. I hate to say that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope to see you there. I know y'all y'all did fantastic last last year. You, you were on the stage and ribs and man, well, that was just we, a, got, we didn't get to actually go on the stage, right? Yeah, like you finally right. make the stage at Memphis and May, and of course a storm comes in and they go, yeah. okay, well we're not going to call out. We were seventh and we, we didn't get to go, so I may just like run up on the cattleman stage freak <laughs> <laughs> and be like, you can't do anything. Like I was robbed of this two years ago. That's right. That's right. Well. We hope to see you there, man. And, uh, uh, I, man, where can everybody find you? I know we're, we're kind of getting to the end of our scheduled time here, but I wanted you to you know, let everybody know where, where can they find Matt at Meat Church? Well, meatchurch.com is where, you know, we put our recipes and, and obviously all of our products. Um, I kind of, you, you all know, I'm pretty passionate about our Instagram. That's 
all our social media is all me. Um, it's, it's my reality TV, really. Those are the big two places. We've got the normal channels, Twitter, Facebook. I don't like those as much. Um, you know, our YouTube, we're, we're trying to, I'm trying to spend my time sharing, you know, like you do videos. I'm, I'm trying to do more of that since I'll do less in-person type events. And, um, you know, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I'm, I'm resisting the, I'm not saying we won't ever do TikTok, but uh, we have a TikTok account. I'm just not much on the stick side of things. So I'm just about showing people how to do things. So um, Instagram, YouTube, meetchurch.com are probably the best for us. Well, man, I keep doing what you do, brother, because I, you know, I love following your content. It's all great stuff. And, and you know, hey, same here. I mean, you had me wanting to go drill a hole in a tomahawk. And <laughs> hey, you got to try that one. If you, if you hadn't, man, I was, I was thoroughly impressed with that. We know with my with my great partnership with Traeger, I don't talk about a lot of the other things that I do, but I love, you know, what you do because I'm able to look at I have a lot of other cookers and you know, respect that you're you mix things up and uh, are able to do that. So uh it got me thinking I'm definitely hanging something this week. It's been a while. <laughs> well, good deal, Matt. Well, thanks for dropping in with us, man, and we'll catch up soon, man. I promise. Sounds good, man. I really appreciate y'all having us on. I'm glad y'all are doing well and stayed safe through all this and uh, hey, as soon as you're ready, I'm 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 super clear after um, actually right after well after Memorial Day. I don't think I have anything until the fall. So if if things hold up and continue to get better, and if we feel you know if y'all feel comfortable enough doing something when it starts to cool off, like we talked about, let's get back together for sure. People are want I get asked about it all the time. When's Malcolm coming back? So <laughs> hey, I'm a, I'm always down to ride to Texas, man. So we'll plan that. Doing. We're going to barbecue road tra- trip this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we'll doing do a good Texas road trip. That's right. All right, Matt. Well, have a good one, man, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Matt. All right, see y'all. So we heard from Matt. Yeah, he man. The best hair and bar. I forgot he had a cap on. He didn't even show know. his hair. Shell. What's up with that? I don't know. I think he's got the best merch and the best hair. He does. Now, I had to get in that question about his apparel because yeah, I was really interested I know on doing it. how they come up with it. But it, I mean, it seemed like uh, most of it's you know his, his designs, idea. his ideas, and. You know, I, I always wanted to do funny T-shirt business. <laughs> I think that's you know, in in high school, yeah. college, that's when we you know we used to do a bunch of them for our crawfish bowls and barbecue shirts. And we talked about bringing back the old T-shirts. Uh, this is the twenty-year reunion of the Killer Hogs. Really, I started. You know, I was on the two thousand one. That was it. So we might need to do some old throwbacks. That's kind of when you took over Killer Hogs. Mm, that was the know? first year we ever cooked with. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't really take it over to a few years later. So. Okay. That one was a – the team shirt that year was like a blue polo, and then uh, you had to have your name on it. So we had, hi, my name is, and it was Stickers. like you had to write your name on it. And then we had a blue hat, and I don't even think the hat had anything on it. It might have had some insurance agency, that, like <laughs> State Farm or something like that yeah. on it. That was our barbecue apparel back then. So, But, yeah, so that, that was a, a great interview. And I do really – I mean, we had a good time when we went to uh, – Matt runs, Matt runs class. a good class. I learned a lot. You know, not only did we teach how to cook pork there, yeah. but I learned a lot from what he was teaching and how he, he organized and had his staff yep. help helping with the class. That was what yeah. was amazing to me. I mean, it was like a, a precision machine. Everybody knew what they were doing, and it was like it went so smooth to have 40 people in there two days in a row, so 80 total people, and we went off without a hitch. So. Yeah. And, um, I, see, I like going and doing other stuff like that, so you can learn from That's how right. they're doing oh, yeah. things. And I like taking classes. Cooking. I would pay to go to his class, or you know, I, I love going to barbecue classes. Yeah, but when you get to teach too, that's that's a lot of fun. 
Um, so what? And next? I'm going to go to I know. He's not the first person that told me the Valentinas. No, no he swears that's the best yeah. he's ever had. And it is that real deal Holyfield taco that yeah. everybody talks about. You don't think about going to a barbecue joint for breakfast, but, you know, that's – I'm ready to I'm ready to go. Uh, the local barbecue joint, it was called Coleman's, and that's pretty much the best thing they served was breakfast. It was breakfast. They yeah. closed down, but everybody yeah. went for breakfast. Yeah, good. even our Mexican restaurants in town, there's a couple of them that do breakfast. They do a great job. Yeah. They don't have brisket tacos, though. Maybe I need to go talk to them. <laughs> hey, man, we can, let's work something out. We can do some of this. Uh, so next week you've got a McRib on deck on the I schedule. I do. So I did that for TikTok. Yeah, and it worked out so well. I mean, it got positive reviews. I'm I'm a I'm going to do a full blown recipe with it. I think so. I think the people want. It was delicious. It, it was really was so good. Yeah, and it feeds several people. You know, it's a rack of ribs. Yeah, because you you put it on a big That'd be like a good hokey. contest. Can somebody eat this whole McRib Mac rib. It's the Malk rib. <laughs> you would be hurting. You would be hurt bad if you tried to eat that whole thing. It's so rich. I mean, just a whole slab of ribs by itself. By the time you put it on a whole loaf of bread, and then a loaf of bread, like thinly sliced onion, pickles. You got to have the restaurant style pickles. Yeah, some sauce. The whole slab of ribs that you pull the bones out when you get you cook them, cook them enough to where you pop the bones right out one by one. Laid that on the sandwich. Put more sauce on it. Top bun. This time, for that one, I didn't toast the bun. I'm gonna toast it this time. Yeah. So it'd be a toasted, and I say bun. It's a loaf. It's a French bread loaf. <laughs> it's a French bread loaf. <laughs> and that, it was, it's amazing. Did you hollow it out any? No, you just no. I just split it, ran it. Yeah. yeah, and then you cut it into little. Mm, yeah, it was. I wouldn't say it was one bone pieces. pieces. It was enough to where you could pick it up. Had a good piece of meat, so you could serve that, like in a Super Bowl party or tailgate or something. You could make a platter of those yeah. instead of making. The big party sub. Just make some of those milk ribs. It's kind of sliced into party sub Yeah, portions. portions yeah. yeah. You could toothpick each individual one, you know, kind of hold it together a it little. Really so it's good. messy like a McRib's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, McDonald's ain't got nothing on that. And I, y'all had talked about doing a barbecue tour to Canada, an international barbecue tour. To Canada? <laughs> don't you remember Chad talked about doing it? Yeah, I don't You, know. Chad, and, uh, and Matt. Matt. I will, I'm, I'm down. Add, uh, that was on my list. You have to cover that. some ground there, though. We yeah. should have asked him about that. Have you heard anything about this ca- Barbecue Canada tour we're going to do, Matt? <laughs> I bet he doesn't have a clue. Yeah. Chad was probably in the whiskey set. He was like, you know what? We're taking this show to Canada. Like, <laughs> I'm going to boot that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I can get down on some Molson. So what <laughs> do you have coming up? Um. Let's practice. see. Mexican yeah, rib practice. <laughs> that's it. More rib practice. We got a good one in. Outlaw Jay Craig came um, last weekend, stayed with Mark over at Swine Life headquarters. and we Learned ran, how to cook crawfish. We, yeah, <laughs> he learned how to cook crawfish. We did a full-blown rib practice. Yeah, they did two rib practices. They did one on Friday when I wasn't there. And then on Sunday, I went. So we did 18 racks of baby back ribs um, on the BFO. Just kind of lined out. Working on our texture, working on our seasoning sauces, the combos we're going to use, and everything—they were really good. They were phenomenal. I feel really good about it. Now we got a few more to run. I don't know. We're probably—I said we were going to do twenty, didn't I? 20 Did you practice. quote me saying I said I'm going to do twenty rib practices? Yes. We're probably about—I'd probably say eight in. We've got about a dozen more I need to do. You said I'm going to be sick of ribs come Memphis in May from yeah. that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said from that point. You're only oh. like two or three in at this point. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I got some more to go then. Yeah. 
I will say this. The ribs that you cook, um, that y'all cook Sunday, I normally just take a bite of rib. And we've been cooking it so much. I'm just over it. I just try it. But I went back and ate three more bones. So four, I ate yeah. four bones of that rib. It That's was, how good they were. Really and I did good. too. I was like, wow, these, you can't stop. Yep. They were good. So the judges better watch out because there's a good rib coming. I know that for a fact, but that's a, that's probably all I, I mean, you know, we've been doing a lot of TikTok stuff. Tyler's, you've got some stuff in the works. We've got a white barbecue sauce coming out on there mm-hmm. because I did a, a Miller Lite beer can chicken that's coming out on TikTok. Uh, we had a flaming Dr. Pepper coming out. I don't know how that was going to look, Tyler, but we did it. And is there any other ones that we had on deck that we did? We also have a brisket that you did. Oh yeah, Easter. we got a brisket yeah. one that I did over Easter. So we've got, and we're gonna we're gonna record some more of those probably this Friday. week too. So Friday morning. Yep. Right. So. We got the Bud Bug Bash this weekend. Yeah. If you're in Hernando, it's a drive-through event where I think tickets are still available. I think so. Yeah. And they've got a whole market set up, and Katie and I are going to run our booth at the market. So you'll be there and get some Killer Hog swag. Come spin the yep. wheel. We're going to have a win you a t-shirt or hat or something koozie. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all kinds of stuff. Candy for the kids. And then our Palmer <laughs> Home fundraiser for the year still up and running. Yep. We are raising money uh, to feed a family at the Palmer Home. There's a, you know, each, 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 each house has a mom and dad and eight kids that they're fostering there. And it takes about 2,500 bucks per kid to feed them for the year. So that's 20 grand. So we've pledged that we're going to support one house that's come up, raised 20 grand for them. And that's why you keep hearing us talk about it. And if you want to be a part of it, we'd love, at, appreciate the help. We're at thirty three hundred. <clears throat> That's great. That we're making great. we're making, making some progress. headway, yeah. And yeah. with that, we are running a contest. If you want to become um kind of I think you sign up and you run your own fundraiser campaign, it tracks how much money you raise by spreading the word to your friends and whoever raises the most money that way, the top five people are gonna get um a, fr- a free hangout class with me. Kind of like what Matt was talking about. We're going to cook some of my favorite things, and we're going to hang out and have a good time here in Hernando at the headquarters. And So, yeah, that's what we got going on. Um, is there anything else that we that we want to talk about, Shell, before we get out of here today? That's all I had. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. And, Shell, let everybody know where they can find us. If you would like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. That's it. Well, we appreciate y'all, and we'll see you next time. We gone.